Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Collaboration Podcast. This is where you will find practical, easy-to-follow cosmic tools, ancient wisdoms, and energetic insights that will help you transform and create a true sense of fulfillment in life. Tune in each week as our astrologers, human design specialists, intuitive and wellness experts come together to dive deep into the energetics of the week. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoy this episode. And without further ado, the adventure with your spiritual chaperones begins now. And here are our team of speakers. We have Sebastian, who's based in Turkey, a Western and Hellenistic astrologer with a BA in philosophy. Kadia Saraf, who's based in New York, is a Kabbalistic astrologer, TV and film actress. We have Jacqueline from South Africa, who is a human design expert. Dear James from Los Angeles, who is an intuitive and advice columnist and a radio host. We have Deepika Mystery from London, an intuitive healer, channeler, and consciousness elevator. And also today, finally, we have Kelly Fletcher, based in Monaco, whose work is around body compassion and is is trained in nutritional psychology. Okay, Cardia, uh, as an astrologer, we usually have an astrologer to kick off. Would you like to go first? Sure. Thank you for all this intro. I love getting the introduction to everyone every week. This week's energy is impulsive. I don't know if you've noticed already. It's very passionate and it's very grand. Kabbalistically, we are already in the month of Libra. So it's the scale, it's the balance. And the portion this week is Ha'azinu, which means to listen. And it starts with Moses saying, give me your ear, heavens, and then I will speak, which seems to be completely backwards when I read it, right? Because the, the speaking comes first and then the paying attention to what's spoken comes after, But this is where it uh, works a little differently. And there's a story to try to illustrate that. So once upon a time in a village, there was a man who treated his wife horribly. He was verbally, emotionally abusive. And the neighbor noticed that. So he went to the Kabbalist, the village's Kabbalist, and said, listen, this is the situation. How about on this Shabbat's sermon, how about you speak about the importance of respecting your wife and treating her well, um, and maybe the message will come through. And the Kabbalist agreed. And so Shabbat comes, and he gives a sermon and speaks of the importance of supporting your family and your wife and respecting her and supporting her in all that she does. And at the end of the sermon, the Kabbalist went to that said man and wanted to know how it came across. So he asked, so what did you think about what I spoke about? And that man said, I think it's horrible. And whoever is in whatever way mistreating their wives should stop doing that. And so here the message didn't come through this man. It just went in one ear and the the other, he didn't reflect at all. And what happened, the reason why this happened is because the words came before the desire to listen, right? 
What came after is a visiting scholar came to that Kabbalist and told him, you know, whatever you taught me today, whatever you taught us today, really impacted me. And the Kabbalist asked, what do you mean? You're, you're a scholar. You don't seem to have that problem. He said, well, two weeks ago, I snapped. I was upset. I was irritable. And I snapped at my wife because of something she didn't do. And because of what you said today, I realized I need to be more patient and not to be as reactive. So the people we think who need the message, when we come with a message and we think somebody needs our message, are not the ones that are going to hear because they need to be ready to hear. And the ones who don't seem to have the problem and are doing the work, they actually show up and surprisingly come and reflect how it's impacting them. So this is really the message of this week. Where can we prepare? Where can we be ready or actively actually actively be ready to learn? Not only will the teacher or the message appear, but the teacher and the message must appear. It's, it's the law. That's what's going to happen. So the week's planets may challenge us this week to look at the world this way. As you know, Venus entered Scorpio. It's the energetics of loyalty, depending, um, deepening our connections to other people and transforming any mistrust that we have, any that detective inclination that we have um, to complete certainty. So Remember, as above, so below. So when we, the connection that we have to the light is solid, nothing can penetrate that. It's like a, a shield of protection. So nothing that's outside of us is absent inside of us. That's what I'm trying to say. Also today, the sun is in Virgo and it's opposing Neptune and Pisces. We may feel a little bit disoriented. Notice if you can revisit any messages that you have received this past year. So repeating messages that you ignore because they seem to be irrational or irrelevant to your life, right? Anything that doesn't make sense is actually keyword to, oh, I need to pay attention to that because rationality is actually in the 1% illusion. Try to tap more into 99% reality, which is that certainty. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we have Mars entering Libra, and the natural inclination is to think that it's about confusion. Where should I go? What should I do? But let that placement open up opportunities for collaborations. See where you can be more purposeful and intentional in relationships. Notice also what kind of uh, work relationships especially are not necessarily productive at the time. Um, and invest more in um, the ones that are helping you move towards the light. Uh, it also has a lot of impulsive undercurrents, Mars and Libra. A lot of impulsive undercurrents. Slow and steady partnerships with others is key here. Another thing, check which house in your natal chart starts with Libra and see if there's any indecisiveness in that area of your life. Um, it also speaks of acting and speaking on behalf of other people, as the nature of Libra is. On Friday, we have Virgo Sun trining Pluto and Capricorn. It's power, it's money, it's self-worth. Um, get clarity around what you want to do. Where are you ready to reveal 
and share your talents. Remember that talents are not uh, a luxury. They're a responsibility. They're a gift that we were giving as a vessel, as a channel to share with the world and impact the world. Uh, Venus trines Saturn in Aquarius. Moon will also be in Aquarius at the same time. Take a closer look at your relationships. Are they both in work and intimate relationships? Are they moving you closer to the light? Or is there a component of codependency in them? So reshuffle. Just the awareness alone will help. Boundaries and relationship will come up as well. Um, but it's not a make or break situation because remember, um, we don't want to be impulsive. On top of that, we're going to have Kambalia. Remember, we, I spoke about Kambalia, the fixed star, the, the revealer of, of ancient truths. Um, she's going to be right there with them, um, with Venus, actually. It's the impulsive passionate revealer of secret knowledge and truths. She's conjunct with Venus. It's seven degrees, 14 Scorpio on Thursday. So it'll feel urgent to make or break because she is that impulsive energy. So take your time, let emotions settle before you make the decisions. Um, and it's matters of love, money, and social behavior as natural to Venus also, Kambalia represents the inside of the spine, so no sudden movements, metaphorically and physically. Be the calm within the storm. That's it for me today. Hi, Kaya. That was amazing. I mean, thank you for bringing in the, 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 the energy of the week from the Zohar as well, which is a, an ancient Kabbalistic text, which gives us insight, not only from astrology, but also into the flavor of the week. So here, what the Zohar from two and a half, three thousand, two and a half thousand years ago is revealing is a weekly energy that sits underneath the tone of any, everything. So this whole idea of messages coming through, like to really listen to messages. Now, of course, what I think naturally happens as a human being is we go to the outside to hear messages. I mean, that is one possibility. But of course, if you've got, uh, you know, the, the week starting with the moon in Scorpio and you have Venus in Scorpio, that is the energy that brings things up from your subconscious. So there is no outside of us. Right? One of the great illusions is that there, we're only dealing with a kind of, you know, field or a hologram a movie, a matrix. There is no outside of us. Everything outside of us is only a reflection of our own consciousness. So here in the first week of Libra or second week of Libra, what the Kabbalists are also saying is that it's the beginning of the soul's year. And here in the beginning of the soul's year, we can assess if there's something that Librans, as people do, as, as Librans do very well, is they can assess Right, because they're they have an ability to to sort of pull themselves away from something. You know, obviously that means they have you know a little work to do with emotions. We all have work to do with something, but their strength is the ability to assess something without being emotionally detached. They've got that that perfect amount of detachment that you need to observe something. So here, as we begin the soul's new year, we have an ability to assess the, uh, the, the field that is reflecting back at us, the, this kind of illusionary reality that we think we're in, and see back who we truly are. 
This is the real message, right? This is the this is the real message is me being able to look at my life and assess it and know that all of it is just a reflection of where my consciousness is at. Right. Now, so what happens when you have the moon in in Scorpio uh, starting the week, you have Venus in Scorpio starting the week, and then you have Mercury in Libra. Is you is is that Scorpio energy that that, that Cardio is talking about brings things up from underneath that we can't see. There are so many things in our subconscious that we don't even know what's going on. And the, ref- and the only way to know what's going on from the subconscious is looking at the holographic reality that's being reflected back. That's the only way I can know what's going on underneath in the subconscious because what we do as human beings is anything that we can't deal with that is too painful, too traumatic, too fearful which is all the, all the energy of Scorpio gets buried into the subconscious. Things that we don't think about, we think something's the problem, it's far from the problem. The, the problem is buried in the subconscious and this is why we do spiritual work is to be able to see those things, to listen to those messages because once I uproot them out of my subconscious, then of course I've got a chance of changing the, the holographic reality that I'm in. And so these very first few weeks is to really listen to the messages of myself, <laughs> yes, being reflected back at me in the holographic reality because that's all there is, right? That's all there is. So if you listen to people who've had new death or all have had death experiences and have gone and then, you know, whatever they, for whatever reasons, their soul comes back, they all talk about how the earth isn't even here. They can't even see anything. So this, this 1% illusion that Cardia sort of talked about, this physical reality, is so movable and so illusionary that we have to move it by our own consciousness. The only way we can move it is through our own consciousness. So whatever we're experiencing and how we're reacting to that is really only where we are at as a person, right? So these first two weeks of Libra, give us the opportunity to assess. They're not a punishment. They're not a, a, you know, a reward system. We have to get off that track because that doesn't exist, right? That is just, you know, 2000 years. We've tried to ride that judgment and reward system. <laughs> it doesn't really work, right? <laughs> so it's, it's, it doesn't work. We only can improve by having an, this kind of liberant, detached, assessed feeling about what is happening in my life, looking at it and assessing it myself and then being able to do the work that I need to do in order to move myself on. So the real point here is accountability. Who am I accountable to? And ultimately, it's your own light and your own soul, right? It's to move that that um, holographic reality. Now, Mars in Virgo gives us that accountability because Virgos are very accountable. Mars gives us so much energy to push in there, and that's where it is. So all these points that Cardi is raising are very important because they are the, the seed level for the rest of your year, for the rest of your holographic reality. The ability to hear the messages, which are really just your subconscious speaking back at you. Okay, so that speaks and then you hear it back, right? So in the holographic reality. Thank you, Cardi. That was a wonderful way to come back to. Beautiful. Jacqueline, human design. I just knew, hey, I was like calling you. I was like, yes, Matt's going to talk to me. He's going to ask me to speak now. I just knew it. It's so brilliant because normally with human design, is I also look at kind of what the energy potential 
is showing us or is sharing or is kind of sharing for us um, for the week. I just want to check, can you hear me? Okay, cool. Um, so what I normally do with human design is I check the energy potential to see what gates are activated coming up for the week ahead, right? What I intuitively got a ping for, and I say ping because I'm a, I'm a splenic inner authority in human design for those of you that are familiar. Um, so the way I make decisions is through my intuition. And my intuition pinged me to say, instead of looking at the week coming up, take a look at what happened over the last two weeks because it's going to give an indication into what is actually what what we, what we can expect for the next two weeks or for the next week at least right and it speaks beautifully to what Kadia and Matt has already been speaking about because two weeks ago we had the sun in gate 64 which was in the mind and we had the gate 47 the last week in the sun um, which is in the anja, which is mental energy. So what that brought us is it actually allowed us to gain access to new ideas or new insights. And this is kind of like what Kadi and Matt were speaking about is this um, kind of popping into your mind clarity or, or um, uh, like breakthroughs or, or ideas or insights or um, kind of like directions or kind of like knowings. I almost want to say downloads. So depending on what you believe, but it's also like subconscious or conscious or higher conscious downloads, right? This is the gate 64. Now the 47 actually allows you to understand and realize and grasp what these downloads actually mean, what the ideas actually look like, what that, uh, the insights actually, actually represent, right? So for the last two weeks, and also this also speaks to those of you that have the gates 64 and or 47 or both the channel defined in your chart. So you'll have a consistent access to this energy throughout your life. For those of us, like I say us, because I don't have it defined. If you have it undefined, it means that you'll have a variety in the way that you actually um, deal with the energy. Doesn't mean that we don't have it, right? And this is the beauty. So when we're looking at the last two weeks, it was really getting those those downloads, those insights, those ideas. Um, the, it's a creative expression, but there was also floods from the memory. Now, if you were anything like me, in your dreams, you had ex-boyfriends popping up. I was like, what the actual, like, why are you coming back? I thought I had dealt with you. I thought I healed. But it was also, it's just a reminder for you to actually show you what you've been through. To kind of re-look at the past. And Matt, you were talking about this. Re and I think, Kanye, you spoke about this as well. Like, looking at the the, the here that, that has passed and kind of see what, what wisdoms have you gained? What insights have you gained? What lessons have you learned? And have you actually finished what you needed to finish, right, for the start that we're actually heading into. Because what we're moving into is that gate six energy, and that six is all about the solar plexus. So it's a very emotional energy, right? And that's all about dissolving barriers. It's about cultivating an internal balance and a greater sense of self and emotional awareness. So again, it speaks to the emotions that are coming up that Matt spoke to. Um, it speaks about that greater self-awareness and the awareness of self, meaning that, you know, you've got to sometimes look back to kind of see where you are and to see what you've learned and the wisdoms that you've gained. It's also about um, kind of seeing what needs to still be healed. So maybe, you know, like within those dreams, kind of check in again with those dreams because even though the energy came up for two weeks, what I do tend to, to notice, especially with myself with not having it defined is that there is 
I still have elements of that energy either the days before or the days after. And it also could potentially be because I'm, I'm connected to people who have those, um, those gates or that channel activated so, or defined. So kind of just bear in mind that it doesn't mean that it's, it's was there, now it's gone. It kind of shows you that this is something that you could still be dealing with, right? So with the gate 47, what it also brought is clarity comes with time and patience. So a lot of times, I think, Kadia, you started with this, is that uncertainty of not knowing where to go. And the answer sometimes comes over time. And I know this to be true for me. It's like I'm Aries and I've got a lot of fire energy. I've got a lot of like initiation kind of energy, even though I'm a projecting human design, which is completely on the opposite end of the spectrum. Hilarious. Um, I had to, I've had to learn that even though I want to kind of like force things into reality. Now I want the clarity because I want to take action. I'm all about implementation. Sometimes that clarity comes over time. Sometimes it comes through patience. It comes through the trust and the knowing and the connection with that higher power. And Kadio spoke, you spoke to that brilliantly, which is literally, um, you know, so, so above as like as above, so below. It's kind of having that connection to the truth, to the truth of who you are and who you are actually as a soul, right? Not just as a physical human. Then. I want to do. I wanted to mention that it's also about being present in the moment. With this mental energy, what tends to happen is the shadow side is overthinking, over rationalizing, over processing, um, anxiety, worry. It's a lot of mental pressure. It's a lot of mental energy, right? So, in order to move through it, because it's not about avoiding it because it's kind of like it's part of the human experience in order to actually move through it you've got to get back into your body how do you do that by being present in the now moment because your brain is always focused on the past or focused on the predicted future which is based on the past so your body is your intelligence that guides you forward that's why i started with i'm a spenic in authority which means the way that i you know best choose my direction or make decisions is by trusting my intuition my intuition doesn't sit in my mind it actually sits in my body right so for all of you that are feeling overwhelmed at the, at the moment you're feeling vulnerable and not knowing you're feeling anxious in the uncertainty and the crisis um in you know like all of the complexities and the fears and everything that's happening around you and in the world and in the collective at the moment just know to yourself that you have the decision to actually take a step back and being present in the moment by getting back into your body play some music, journal, go for a walk back into nature. So really kind of, again, it speaks to that detachment, detaching from what you think, like who you think you are, who you think you need to be or where you think you need to be and actually accept where you are because there's a reason why you are where you are, right? And knowing the truth of who you actually are kind of allows you then to Look at yourself with compassion so that, again, you step into the next week, especially with this internal balance. So I really encourage you, I really invite you with this energy in order to transcend that very mental energy at the moment and the challenges that might arise for you in order to kind of move through that is get present in the moment, reconnect with your body um, in any shape or form that feels good for you. And just know that even though you have uncertainty, even though you have the vulnerability of not knowing, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're not going to know. It means you'll know when the right time. And it also means you got to check in to see if you're actually receptive to receive. And that's the first, I love the, the fact that Kadia started with that message. I actually literally wrote it down because I was like, oh my gosh, you're preaching to me, sister. It's literally 
to listen, give me your ear. Sometimes we've got to actually open up our ear, our ears because the words, the wisdom, the insights are already there. It's just depending on what where your focus is. Okay, so I lovingly remind you to get present in the moment and don't worry about the fact that you are uncertain. You don't know all the answers because they will come at the right time. Thanks, Matt. Great. What a, what a great reminder. So it is true that also in the astrology chart, we have, you know, Jupiter in Aquarius, we have Saturn in Aquarius, we have a the lunar cycle of Libra kicked off, we have Mercury in Libra, we have the North Node in Gemini. And so there's five of the major 11 points are in air signs. So air signs rule the head. So we are very, with the astrology, it's all pushing us into the head, right? The good thing about it is that we are uprooting all our old dogmatic uh, stuck in the head. This is the only way I think, you know, sort of uh, ways of approaching things and perspectives. And we're moving very much into sort of, this is what I feel coming through, a multidimensional perspective, right? So that we are able to think on more levels uh, than just the brain, right? Um, so this is this is all what this it, and so this is why everything feels so abstract. I don't know about anybody else, but I always I feel that this moment in the world is so abstract. Like you can't you can't touch it, you can't move it, you can't. It's just sitting there, and for all of us to you know maneuver our way through. Of course, in the body reality, the best thing to apply for the body is logic, right? We just want to apply logic to something, but if you've tried to apply logic to anything that's happened over the past 15 months, which is when the North Node has been in Gemini, well, then you just make yourself very frustrated. So, yes. So there is no logic and there is no truth. The only truth really is where your consciousness is at, right? All of these things that are reflected back at you and how you're dealing with them is where you're at. So that is the only truth, right? That that this is this is very important. So to take that moment of breath and to lay on your bed or go out in a park or, or whatever you do, float around in a swimming pool in order to hear hear yourself, right? To hear the messages of your inner self and and assess yourself so that you can you can go forward in the way that you need to go forward in this next year, right? Because it won't be done with logic. It won't be done with a strategy. It won't be done with any, you know, manipulating things around or, or some kind of agenda. I mean, we've learned that very clearly. So it's really to, to let go of all sorts of plotting and how it's going to get through and try to manoeuvre yourself through different ways of getting information, which is multidimensional, and, and then trusting in that intuition so thank you Jacqueline for all those beautiful reminders we have of how to navigate um, the year speaking of multi-dimensional thinkers and liberal assessment then who better than our, our whiz of an intu intuitive uh, Dupika so could you give us some of your intuitive insights as to what you feel coming up uh, in this current climate in this energy Oh my goodness, I loved everything that you guys were sharing. I was cracking up because it was just, I'm going to say the first thing I saw when I was tuning into this group today was a tree. So the fact that you guys have spoken about grounding, that you've spoken about being in your body, 
it's and I'll, I'll come into the definition of what does it mean what does the tree actually represent um and then I also got for just kind of tuning into the energy for this week you know there's there's a dance that's going on between fear and love control and freedom right and going into and touching on the subjects that Kadia uh, Matt and Jacqueline have already mentioned there is this energy of um there's a deeper layer of victim consciousness which is coming up to the surface so that's why there's this whole kind of focus on on going inside because a lot of that is kind of coming up to the surface so whether it's in uh within ourselves or within the collective there's another new level of victim consciousness that's coming up and rising up to the surface so things that we were possibly not aware of right now but it's we're becoming more and more aware of so here's what the what the guides were telling me was like you know just become more aware of who are you blaming uh, when are you blaming people where are you blaming people? And then taking that back inwards and saying, okay, what's happening within myself? Is there a part of me that I'm actually blaming? Is there a part of me that I haven't yet kind of addressed? Is there a part of me that is being triggered? So therefore I can't deal with it. So I'm projecting that out. So this is a great time at the moment to kind of go in and have that inner reflection and to really rediscover and reconnect with that multi multi-dimensional nature that you already are one of the other key things that i got um, is a general theme theme for this month which is about being human what does it mean to be human and this is going beyond being grounded this is actually there's something very unique each and every just taking a step back each and every one of us have chosen to be here at this time we have chosen to be incarnated in a human form so it's not by mistake it is by choice so there is something within that human form there's a complexity but there's also an immense amount of wisdom and what I'm seeing and it's not just for this month I'm seeing this over the next couple of years actually that wisdom is going to be activated and as we continue to do the purging on the various different levels so you know, we we may have done it on a, a collective level, an individual level, then we're going to start to go into a more multi-dimensional level and start clearing stuff in different dimensions. So that's taking it out completely on a different tangent. But it is it's not just what's happening here in this reality, it's on a more of a multi-dimensional basis. And even now, if you if you stay stand still for a moment in this reality, in this world, and look around you of what's going on. Look at all the different narratives. Look at all the different realities that's all playing out as one on this plane. So if you think there's multiple realities playing out on this earth plane, there are multiple realities that are also playing out in different dimensions. And what that it and what I'm seeing is that the, the and I've said it before, the veil is getting thinner and thinner. And it's funny that Jacqueline mentioned the dreams because a lot of the times what I've experienced in the last month or so um, is that they're not actually dreams. It's like I'm actually shifting and more consciously shifting through different dimensions, doing a piece of activity, doing a piece of work, and then coming back and waking up. I'm just like, oh, this isn't. And then I have to readjust and think, okay, I'm back here in this reality. So there's a, a shift that is going on. And we are really being guided, whether you want to call it um, God, the universe, galactic guides, angels, whatever it is that you believe in, there is a guiding force that is guiding us 
into this whole new way of uh, showing up. And, and what this is really about is, you know, bringing forth that wisdom that's already within us that is here to kind of shape and create the new world and the new way of being. And there's a massive amount of shifting that is going on. So then I'm going to loop back around to the tree and where the tree really comes in is, is, is such a beautiful connecting point. So, you know, if you're feeling unstable, if you're feeling a little bit agitated or your anxiety levels have kind of gone up, you can just visualize and imagine there's a tree behind you and allowing your back just to gently rest against the tree trunk and imagine the branches of the tree coming round around you and holding you in a beautiful warm embrace and then just allow the roots of the tree to connect to the soles of your feet and you can do this as a visualization or actually go and sit by a tree and really feel into that tree and that is really going to help you to connect with your body to connect with the earth and then you can also imagine some of the branches reaching up into the sky and connecting out to the universe so therefore you become this connection to mother earth and also to the universe so yeah there's loads more i can say but i can babble on for ages so i'll leave it at that thank you matt it was far from a babble <laughs> it was amazing thank you Topeka. i mean it just really brings home a lot of things you know that i feel and you know that i'm going through but it's sort of like i'm I really feel this holographic reality. And I think that this, you know, this multidimensional, you know, there's sort of similar words for the whole experience that Japika and, and Cardi and Jacqueline and I have been speaking to about this multidimensional holographic reality. I mean, I, I think that this year will really bring this, this idea that the sages had that there is no here. We're just having an experience as a soul and getting um, like feedback as where we're up to on our growth uh, I think that this will be able to be a lot more, like you'll be able to sense it more, you'll be able to understand that more um, in, a more uh, in a more integrated way. I think when we study spirituality and we say we create our reality and what, what we say, you know, is what becomes and all of these, they all go into the brain and they be lovely ideas and we all do our best, but they never, I feel that, 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 until we actually experience something in life, we never can actually use that spiritual wisdom into its full power if we can ever get there, you know, while we're in the body. But we, but we learn um, to integrate spiritual wisdom uh, through experience. And I think that the, the, the concepts around living in a multidimensional reality, being, you know, you are responsible or accountable to this hologram that you're you're living i think this i this spiritual idea or, or truth actually will actually become more practical we'll be able to get it more into the practical body this year um so i think that that is something and we'll be able to let go of the physicality a lot better what's going to happen in two months is the North Node in Gemini that's really giving us this feel of this multidimensional, multi-perspective uh, way of, of living, which Topeka just mentioned, and these messy, different messages from different places, which Cardi and, and Jacqueline messages, is, is we're going to go from a North Node Gemini into a North Node Taurus. North Node Taurus is always about letting go. 
Taurus is the ultimate physical sign. It's where the earth is. It's where nature is. It's where money is. It's where financial systems are. Or, you know, all sorts of physicality. Our body, uh, health, all of this is in Taurus. And when the North Node goes in there, it shifts our karmic destiny. It, it makes us really look at these things in a whole new karmic way. So the, one of the key times that when North Node was in Taurus is we got Buddhism, right? So Buddhism is all about being detached, right? Not holding, letting go, don't grasp. All of these concepts are very strong in Buddhism, no? And so these are, the, these are the feelings that we'll have after this multidimensional kind of experience of many people with multiple views all at the same time, right? Uh, we will go and the tone will change at November and December when the North Node goes into Taurus about being able to really let go of the physicality, as painful or as exciting as that may seem. So um, just to take a refresh of the room, uh, just to give you a little bit more about um, our fantastic speakers. So, Kadia, uh, if you want to get in touch with her, she offers a variety of Kabbalistic astrology chart readings from natal charts, a composite for couples and business partners, and all the way through to relocation charts and rectifications. So there's another fast track way of developing an area of of, of pushing through. She also does forensic astrology and helping detectives in ongoing investigations. And you can uh, check her out on thespiritualfix.com. Uh, we have Kelly. Kelly provides one-to-one -one personal coaching and also has upcoming modern goddess exclusive retreat offerings for small intimate groups. And you can make, um, reach out to her on her email, which is modern goddess at a modern goddess at immodestyblaze.com. Uh, Sebastian uh, offers birth chart and synastry composite readings for the soul's journey uh, through the houses. Uh, also with rhythm theory um, reading, looking at seven year cycles of the activation of specific potentials and challenges, as well as the areas of life which we are likely to encounter in those seven-year periods, allowing for birth time rectification and the Hellenistic Time Lord technique, which I just think is so fascinating. I, I want to try that. For, again, looking at time-specific challenges and opportunities in relation to very earthy things such as health, relationships and career. You can also get in touch with Jacqueline if you want a one-to-one -one human design chart reading, including how to, which also includes how to market yourself uh, using human design marketing blueprint, as well as a partnership and company team sessions. And you can find out more by heading over to her Instagram at the Lady Jacqueline. Uh, James, James provides, provide, uh, provides private individual group and business intuitive consultations, as well as extended soul coaching, offering intuitive insight, answers and advice to your life questions. And you can book yourself a consultation at dearjames.com. If you want to get in touch with Topeka, she provides private readings, energy healing, clearing and coaching. She runs an intimate monthly group healing journeys for a global community of like-minded and hearted souls. And you can book a session or join the monthly group session at anumi, A-N-O-U-M-E.com. Did I cover everybody?
Yes, I think so. So that's if you would feel inclined to get in touch and really set the spiritual year with some insights into your life. Now, having picked up on that fear second wave, if we're talking in waves of things that Topeka mentioned about the, the this new wave of being able to, to uproot fear and transform it to love, which is very much what the chart actually says with you know, Scorpio always is about fear. Uh, we have Venus in there, uh, which is love. So this is a very much, and it's also the ruler of, of Libra, which is the month that we're in. Um, we are going to ask Kelly to come in and provide some way of tapping the body, right? So, you know, this is how do we get this information that we've been talking about? How can I get more, you know, in tune with my body? So Kelly's going to give some insight here uh, and it's related to the energy of Libra. So thank you, Kelly. Oh, thank you for that intro, Matt. Um, I've just been really thoroughly enjoying everyone's insights and um, just so much of everything that you've been saying is, is kind of um, uh, filtering into um, what I wanted to bring to the discussion today, which is around uh, the energy of our kidneys. Um, which is uh, particularly in sync with the Libra energy. And so if we think about the kidneys, um, what they do in the body is they're, they're, they're like these super specialized filters that are purifying our blood and all the fluids in our body. So if we think about how filtration works in that way, this looks a lot like how we discern things. So the Libra energy that Matt spoke about of assessing, how are we deciding what's useful, what can be used, um, what can be sifted out and dumped. Um, so if we think of that mirroring our inner selection process. So this month is a time when we get to observe and get conscious about our choices and assessing what are we connecting to, choosing what we're listening to. Do we transform it? Do we let it go? Do we assimilate it? So um, get mindful about where you're holding on to old beliefs or, 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 you know, those old stories that aren't serving you anymore, um, old stale memories that you could let go of, grudges, resentments. Um, the other thing that's uh, interesting about kidneys is they do regenerate and repair themselves and the capacity to heal like us. Uh, so they're smart and they're evolving and, and healing. Um, and energetically and spiritually, they're related to the origin of our life. So they're a doorway to not just past life connections, but also our genetic and generational and, and, and ancestral connections too. So the other huge emotion that Matt um, mentioned that kidneys can uh, manifest the effects of is fear. And so this is talking straight to um, what Topeka was talking about, the uh, uprooting fear and transforming it to love. Um, and the fear is very much of uh, the body. It, it, it doesn't actually exist. It's, it's a process that happens through our body. Um, so, um, I, you know, if you imagine when, you know, when people are scared, they'll often say, oh, my God, I peed my pants. Um, and I can even attest to that. I mean, as a performer, you know, I'd be trussed up in my corsets and my feathers and my rhinestones and, you know, ready to go on stage. And the stage, the, 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 the I should say, the healthy stage fright kicks in that you need the adrenaline to go on and straight away, ah, 
I really need the loo. Got to go to the loo, but you can't because, you know, I'm all trussed up and it's going to take me another half hour to get my corset on and off. But it was like clockwork. The minute I had my five minute call, needed to pee. So there we go. Fear in action <laughs> with, with the kidneys. Um, but, you know, I would use that fear as fuel on stage, you know, the pressure to perform. Um, but when you use the fear as fuel in your life, so if we look at common fears people have, like uh, fear of failure, rejection, um, fear of loss or fear of the unknown, fear of uncertainty, um, these can drive and fuel us in our goals and our ambitions, but they're fueling the body. They're not fueling the soul. So it's kind of like I'm fueling myself with Red Bull or coffee. It's going to get me so far. And then at some point it'll burn out or I'm going to burn out if I'm being driven by the fear. So if we're constantly creating our goals as a response to our fear, so kind of being controlled by that, then nothing's ever going to be enough. Um, you know, it's, it's something that's grown from a, a past experience and it's living in the future is what we think might happen. So it actually stops us being in the present. So if we're, we're in fear, we know by definition we're not in the present. Um, so I want to give a little uh, grounding exercise so that we can get present and we can explore the fear. Because how can we transform something is how we get to know something and understand it. And how do we understand something when we experience it? So I'm going to give you a moment if you want to grab a pen and a, and, and, and a post-it or a scrap of paper or something so you can scribble down anything that might come up for you. I'm just going to do a few minutes of a, a little grounding and getting into our bodies um, because the point of what I'd like to get to is the fear in itself is not a healthy thing to be driven by, but it's what's underneath the fear that can give us the wisdom. So let's look for what it is that's actually under it and behind it. So on that note, I'm just going to invite you to feel present in this shared space that we're in right now. And if you feel called to close your eyes, go ahead and get comfortable wherever you're sitting. And I'm just going to invite you to take a few conscious breaths in your own rhythm. No need to force anything. And just focus on your natural rhythm. Of pure, simple breath. And gently bring your attention to the sensation of your body sitting wherever you are in the chair, on the sofa. Maybe you're lying down. Feeling your body making contact with the surface. And you're being held in your space. And in this shared space we're all in. And in your own time, just gently bring your attention to the rhythm of your heart. It's a natural rhythm. It knows what to do exactly as it is. 
Just tuning into that rhythm of your heart. If you feel pulled, put your hand on your heart space. You can do that. And I just want you to know that any and all thoughts that might be coming and going, any feelings or sensations you're experiencing right now, they're all welcome exactly as they are. No need to change them. And in your own time, just bring something into your mind that's a fear that might be playing out for you right now. Something that might be coming up this week. Maybe an event. It might be a difficult conversation you need to have. Maybe it's someone in your environment. Just bring that fear gently into your consciousness and connect to it. And feel where it's living in your body. Just scan your body and see where it is. Where is it feeling strongest? I can feel mine in my jaw right now. You might feel it in your throat. Maybe your shoulders. Maybe your solar plexus. Maybe you're feeling it in your hands, trembling. Just get curious and see where it feels strongest. Where is that fear living? You can put your hand there if it helps. And it might move around. And just meet it where it's at. Now gently, if it had a voice, what would it say? First thing that comes up to you and your instinct, what is it saying? And feel free to scribble down any words that come to you. No judgment. Just let the words come up and just listen. And you might feel another emotion under the fear. Maybe there's sadness coming up. Maybe there's despair or maybe you feel tired. Just let whatever emotion is under the fear, just let it come up and be there exactly as it is. No need to change it. I'm gently breathing into your space now, in this shared space. <sighs> gently connecting to your breath again. And with your mind, thanking your body for whatever words it brought up and whatever wisdom it brought to light. Gently in your own time, I invite you back into our shared space. <sighs> so as we're all joining back in, to the room. This is something that you can do anytime during this week or during this month to really connect to what's under the fear. And maybe something came up for you from the words that came up. We'll be able to 
allow you to see what's the craving underneath the fear. So maybe if you were having a fear that said, I'm going to be humiliated. So maybe the craving is actually your craving being able to be authentic, but your fear is that that's going to be too vulnerable for you. Maybe the fear is protecting you. So your craving would be safety, for example. Uh, maybe the craving is for connection with a group or, or people. Really explore. If you, you, you can do it several times and see what words are coming up and then see, okay, so that's the fear, but underneath that, the, 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 the craving could be for a safe space or the craving could be uh, for something else. How does it serve you? How does it serve you um, not to finish the project or, um, you know, find the wisdom in how it's serving you. And that's a way that you can tap into your fear and find its wisdom and then use it to transform it into actually let's find ways to tap into what the real craving is behind the fear and really get present with ourselves. So that's quite a lot for now. And I'm just going to mention that there are some other things that you can do to support your kidneys in their balance. So eating all of our fruit and veg, um, all of the juicy fruits, the watermelons, satsumas, clementines, peaches and apples, uh, veg like your cruciferous veg, kale and spinach, uh, sweet potato, uh, drinking lots of water, steering clear of carbonated sodas. They're not so good. Um, an extra cup of coffee is okay. Um, and uh, fish too is very supportive for uh, balancing your kidneys. So I'm not going to overload you after that. Um, but um, yeah. Just um, attune to your kidney space from time to time and just trust uh, that it has, they have the capacity to filter and repair and regenerate just like we do. And that's all I've got. Okay, great. That's so good, Kelly. Like the back of my jaw it was bounding during that. Like, so I clearly got something <laughs> I'm holding there, but wow, that was amazing. Thank you so much for guiding us through that and really showing us where, yeah. So, you know, things can sit that we're so, which we're talking about, that things can sit in our body that we're so not aware of. And when we just tune in, uh, we can really experience something. But I, you know, for me, just to share a little bit, it was really in the, my jaw. And I, I know I've got some in my past life that, something around you know if they get to know you you're putting your they, they're going to attack you like you know you could think of like times like where you know in the in the holocaust for example if you know the government knew where you were and you were jewish and you know they'd be after you i i have a lot of these incarnations and so again i'm hearing like don't let anyone get to know you they're going to attack you <laughs> so so it's still sitting here. Oh my God, it's like I'm in the body for sure. So, you know, I'm still working through that. And so, you know, I, it's putting myself out there is, is something I'm really like courage is something that I'm really putting into this year and being energized and being out there and trying to have more fun uh, is, is like an intention that I want this year to, to show, to try and get myself more, you know, just be with people. So thank you for that. It was wonderful. All right, Sebastian, would you like to give us some of your astrological insights for this week? Thank you. 
Absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, fear is so on point because just as Venus moved into um, Scorpio, the moon was there as well. Um, and um, this really brings to light what uh, Scorpio sexuality is about, because although sexuality has come to the fore in significant ways with Libra there, um, you know, Scorpio is associated even more with sexuality. And with the moon there, um, it really shows us what Scorpio sexuality is about, which is about connection and going deeper. And when there's no one to do that with, what we can do with that same energy and where we can channel it and what's blocking us. Because um, every time we speak of fear, I notice that we um, change it to um, the stimulation and the want and the desire that is beneath that fear. And I think it's no um, coincidence that Scorpio, the sign, one of the signs most associated with fear, I think, is one of the signs most associated with power. So getting in touch with um, what's really underneath that. Um, and so two things that are blocking us in the chart right now is um, the sun and, and Mars in the last degrees of um, Scorpio. And the other, um, because it's clashing with a lot of energies, and the other is the inconjunction between Mercury and Uranus. So usually... By the end of Virgo season, we'll find ourselves um, overextended, burnt out, because this is a time in which we're asked to put work and others before us and show up and sacrifice. So, you know, this can be to the extent that we forget who we are and what drives us as individuals and um, how to connect back to that. And the answer is actually in that first block. Um, because whenever something is in conjunct, it's um, avoiding um, the other. So Mercury is avoiding our individuality, which is probably best expressed in Uranus. Um, but this isn't an aspect in which we can't be ourselves. Rather, we feel awkward being ourselves and second guessing this. Um, a lot of the things that you touched on, Matt, uh, with your past lives. Um, so one of the first steps of moving out of this uh, would be trying to um, get in touch with how we communicate, obviously, which is what Mercury is about. Um, and this is mainly how we communicate with ourselves um, and um, how we tell our own story uh, or stories to ourselves. Um, there's a third block that emerges with Neptune opposing the sun and so, again, this highlights a, a trouble being in ourselves uh, because the sun represents the ego and Neptune um, represents um, everything. <laughs> so, um, you know, what it is that's, um, that's us is uh, being challenged, uh, ego security, um, comfort in being rooted in the soul and the self. And this is not necessarily a bad thing. Because Neptune always asks us to explore um, other realms and to go deeper in our spiritual life. Um, and it asks us to have more comfort with um, refraction and um, seeking knowledge and wisdom and clarity outside the self. So this is very paradigmatic going forward, especially into the full moon that's going to be in Pisces. And it's an energy that's sort of vying with um, Scorpio. 
And both of these signs um, speak to a lot of what was discussed today. So control and freedom um, and also victim consciousness as you um, went over Deepika. Um, and this is something that's been appearing a lot with me. Um, and it's very much related um, to both uh, those signs um, because things have been coming up, for example, um, with people having an interest in longevity calculation with their charts, um, palmistry, you know, so, you know, I have a line in my lifeline that's curving downwards. Um, what does that mean? It's curving in this direction. Um, what does that mean in terms of my health in the future, et cetera, et cetera. So um, to come back to another point, these are all questions um, that we have to ask what's at the root. So first of all, neither astrology nor palmistry can tell us, you know, this is how long your life is going to be. You know, um, you're going to face this health problem. Um, these are all possibilities. But what we're asking, in fact, when we're asking these questions is um, we're asking about um, the inevitable or the fixed or what we have no control over. Right. So what we're avoiding then is what we do have control over. And in fact, the, the things that we're asking questions about um, are the most liberating things because, in fact, we have no control over them. So this is a huge part of um, the recurring myth of the oracle. Um, in ancient traditions, you know, you go to the oracle, um, you ask them about the future. Um, and they, you know, they tell you something crappy because you ask them one of the questions you're most afraid of. And, you know, our fears tend to materialize in one form or another. And because they give us that information, we spend our lives trying to prevent that. And if you've read the myths, if you've read the ancient Greek plays, whatever we do to avoid those things inevitably lead to those things happening. So in fact, it's not, it's never the, the, the question we ask the oracle, but it's really what's um, underneath it. Um, and this is, um, this is one of the tougher, more controlling aspects of, of Scorpio that we need to kind of get rid of in, in order to get in touch um, with, with what's underneath, which I think um, Kelly's Meditation was so wonderful with. It's something to, I think, carry forward, um, especially into the Pisces um, full moon as well, um, because, you know, it's, it's best to have, uh, I think, that Piscean awareness of karma as, um, as a type of samsara, as transient, as something that um, we're here to, um, you know, work through through and, and get over, you know, which is also the Kabbalistic understanding, the soul understanding of the birth chart. So those uh, will be really important insights going forward. And I think that's it for me. Thank you, Sebastian. Yeah, those insights into, you know, that sort of that language between Libra and Scorpio about being able to assess those deeper things, you know, this, you know, Scorpio is such a, a rich sign. There's so many things going on in that sign. And it's usually with signs, you can sort of compartmentalize into general things, what each one's going to be about. What's Scorpio? It just covers so many different things from life and death to sexuality, to our psychoses, to our, all the things in the dark, our fears and all of those things. So we get this lovely liberal energy, which 
allows us to to go in there but not have too much emotional attachment to it to assess it yes and so even though these things when scorpio is a moon in scorpio starting the week venus going in there as we've said before even though that brings things up we do have mercury libra the the the, the, the lunar cycle of libra uh, and the sun will go in there and mars will go in there so be a lot of energy of assessment that will help us be able to see these darker sides of ourselves but without sort of being dragged down too much into the emotional pain but by able to have that big picture vision and that analysis of the situation that's great so thank you very much for that um, before we come to to james i want to share a little bit about some of the things also in the chart that i that i wanted to say, say as well so uh with the three outer planets pluto neptune and uranus at the moment, they're all retrograding. These three planets uh, come as a group. So in Western astrology, they're called generational uh, planets. They sort of, to a degree, are that. But they're a little bit different uh, in, in spiritual uh, or uh, more Kabbalistic approaches, which is they represent the soul group, not really the, the age group, but the soul group that you are reincarnating with, right? So here, as all three are retrograding, um, it's particularly potent because a retrograde makes you review or, anal or again, analyze, go back over, have another look at it. What's, what needs to be redone here? It's all the re-words, review, re-look, uh, rework it, all of these things. So when these three, even when one of them um, retrogrades, it's very powerful because it's making us review in our collective something very spiritual, right? So the three of them retrograding at the beginning of the year, the spiritual year, means that we, what we're doing is we're reviewing how we realign with our soul and our cosmos. The three outer planets uh, deal with how are you aligned to your, to your light, to your creator, to your quantum, whatever you like to call it, yes, to that bigger, bigger thing outside of the body, outside of this universe. Yes, how are you aligned with that, right? So these three planets, having rooted themselves in the beginning of the spiritual year, the Kabbalistic year, the soul year, will mean that this is a, a, a tone for the rest of the year. They will be retrograding until October, and they've been retrograding since July, because when these big planets retrograde, it's about four or five months. So what they're doing is they're pushing us back to realign with our own spirit, with our own quantum, you know? Where are we at, right? Uh, what, what are we doing? Now, this is this kind of collective we feeling is very is showing itself up. Saturn and Jupiter are retrograding as well. Saturn and Jupiter, when they retrograde, uh, make us deal with the collectives, the humanity, the bigger picture of, of the group of humans that we are. Now, it can be communities, it could be friends, it could be uh, the whole of humanity, it could be, you know, any kind of team or group outside of the family, right? So here we're also being asked to review where am I with humanity, 
So two questions, where am I with my cosmos and where am I with humanity, my community, these groups of large groups of people? Nothing so much about where, who am I with me, right? These are these five retrograde planets are making us look at how I'm aligned with these bigger things, right? Now, if you look at some of the news about what, you know, what's going on, a lot of the old ways of dealing with things is, is it's not working and it's showing itself up to not work. And so what it's pushing us to do is that we have to take more accountability to the bigger picture reality that we are seeing. Not only the reality of my boss or my, my family or my immediate circle of things, which we like to focus on in spirituality, because they're kind of a little bit more on the day-to-day, -day, right? This is what's in my face and this is, you know, this is what I'm dealing with and this is what I need to overcome. But there is a bigger picture we're being called into about how we deal with the global collective. Who, how am I sharing more? So the whole nature, Kabbalistically, of coming into this life, coming into this body, is to move from the pain body to move from the body that is giving us all of these pains and doubts and fears uh, and, you know, whatever else there, and to transform them into our joys, happiness, and love so that I'm now more um, a being of a sharing nature, which is what a soul wants to do, what an energy wants to do. It's what, you know, the creator wants to do. I've come here to be like a creator, so if you go back to that big blob in the middle of the cosmos, all it's doing is emitting energy. It's not really thinking about itself and its problems and its lacks, right? It's just going, yes. And so we have come down here uh, with short notice saying you're posted down on this holographic reality to go and practice what it's like to be like that creative force, right? So the whole the whole challenge that I see of this year is that division between what I want to do and the old things and what I thought was comfortable into moving into the we consciousness, the sharing consciousness. And the capitalists would say, you know, we're not sharing just to do favor. You don't have to do favor to no one. But the whole idea of share, sharing is the nature of unblocking myself so that whatever is required in front of me, I've got the energy to put into it. I can move it. I can transform it. Yes. And if you look politically, religiously, uh, or at all gamuts of human life at the moment, what's digging in is the I versus the we. And the I is saying, I want things comfortable. I don't think want things to change. I want things as they were, uh, or as they are. I want them to benefit me. I only want to do what, you know, what is okay for me. Yes, which is all this comfortable reality pushing us to do more for the world around us. And that is very painful because we all have our own limitations. We all have our own uh, past lives. We all have our own journey with what we're prepared to do for someone else, right? But it's not about doing something for someone else because you're a nice person. It's about doing something for someone else because you're blocked in that way to unblock yourself. So you're only really doing yourself a favor, right? So the whole nature of moving from this, this desire for myself alone into this desire to receive this energy for the sake of sharing the energy that I'm receiving from that cosmic force, yes, is to ultimately 
liberate myself, which is what the I people that aren't moving, <laughs> yes, are claiming is being taken away from them. So it's interestingly that when you look at your fears, the very thing that we fear is the very thing we need to unblock in our own self, right? So if I don't feel liberated, if I don't feel free, it's because in me, I'm hiding something. I'm blocked by something. I'm trapping myself in some situation. It's showing itself up in the reactive nature that we have to these outside things, right? So, so the whole idea I get of this kind of movements around, you know, they're taking things away from me. I get the point. But look underneath that. Why do those people experience that? You know, what is sitting in there? And, uh, you know, there are other people who, who are moving with the times really easily, but there'll come a time that there'll be another point of this year where we're all pushed again as a collective to move again. What would you do if somebody is dying? What could you do? I mean, we've all been through that, that moral compass for the past two years. What are you prepared to do for somebody else's life, right? And now we're with Afghanistan where we thought for the last, I can't remember how long, certainly before my lifetime, we put in a big country's army to sort out a small country's problems and it never works right? It never works. And we keep repeating and repeating. And the whole point of it is, is you can't force someone to change, right? So we have to change from within. We have to change. And it's interesting though, because now, like a couple of weeks later, we see all these people gathering together in protest that never gathered together before in Afghanistan and are rebelling against the government, right? The, the change is within. It's the whole point. It's the whole message, spiritually, the way I read it of the way that these five planets are making us. What are we doing internal? But now we have to internalize that message. What are we, where am I looking for some change outside of me, someone to come and change it for me, but not really prepared to do it myself? Yes. So, so right. So this is the whole point of these things that we're experiencing at the moment is where I, I want the world to change, but I don't want to do any of it. <laughs> yes. And so this whole digging in of the I movement people, I just sort of, you, you know, the kind of people I mean, and, and I have compassion for them because I am that as well at some point. Otherwise, they wouldn't be seeing it in my consciousness. Right. So we're all unblocking as to where we don't want to move in, in terms of what we would do for someone else's suffering. Right. So it's calling us to be greater people. We have greater problems. And great problems are only solved by being a great person. Ultimately, we all have to have compassion for ourselves and compassion for everybody else as to where we're all at in the spectrum of human life. But this is the push. Uh, we will be pushed more and more this year into that consideration and to that new social agreement. Jupiter and Saturn retrograding uh, it's interesting. I'll just skip a point. Jupiter and Saturn actually give off more energy than they, than they receive from the sun. Science is fine. So they're, they're giving planets. They're, they're sharing planets. Yes. They're, they're sharing more than as much as they're receiving. And interestingly, they rule over the, the, the human collective. So here, it's a message, you know, that when they're retrograding is what are you sharing into the collective as in order to shift it? They are sitting in the sign of Aquarius, 
which is all, all about the human collective. That is what Aquarius rules over. So here we got the two planets that rule over the global collective, the human humanity, humanitarian things, uh, pushing us more into dealing with that. And as I said, not for the sake of doing a good thing because we're nice people, but in order to share more of our own essence, share more of our own light, share more of our own greatness to make the world a better place. Okay, James, over to you. Thank you, Matt. Um, I just want to go back where, because when I sat down to listen for what was the message for everyone, for the collective, and I want to go back to where this um, presentation started um, with some of the things that you said, Katia said, um, Kelly with the liver, very interesting um, about the fact that, you know, to listen and that it's the beginning of the soul's year and that this, you know, those with eyes to see, ears to hear. Um, and what they brought me to. So it's, 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 I love, I love sometimes being going last because you put the, the umbrella of it all together. Um, they gave me that this period of time right now that we're looking at was about endings, beginnings, and renewal. And when you spoke, Matt, about the multi layers, and I think Topeka mentioned it as well. And, the overall message of expansion and that this is an expansive time. So when we are talking about fears and these, the things that the kidneys do, the kidneys cleansing, purging, letting go of. And so, and they started with this beautiful piece of looking at the numbers. And what they meant by that is I looked at literally September 14th, 2021, September is a nine. The day is 14. The year is 2021. So 2021 is a five. The 14 becomes one and four, becomes a five. The month and the day, nine and 14, become a 14, which is a five. So we have double 14s. We have the nine, and then the nine, the 14, and the 21 become a 19. One and nine become a 10 becomes a one. So we have the ending, we have the beginning, we have double 14s in the middle, and we have all of these fives, this piece about change, the, re the releasing of the old, the releasing of the chains that bind us. It's, you know, it's the devil card. It's, there's the fear, the devil. And in essence, and it's giving me goosebumps, but it's in essence, it's the releasing of the devil. It's like we're finally at this place and this point. Humanity has waited so long for this moment, for this releasing of the past, this releasing of the fear, of the darkness, of the shame, of the shoulda, woulda, couldas, of the, the things that affect the liver, the kidney, the physical body. I mean, it is our densest body. And here, the physical, we feel everything. Our emotions, our, our mental, all this air, the, our mental thoughts, um, the epic illusions, delusions, all of these things. And so, and, and they were also drawing me to the fact that, you know, looking at the numbers and it was showing me, they popped in with the book of numbers. And of course the book of numbers, biblically, the book of numbers is the counting. 
of the Israelites post-Exodus. It's they're in this transition time, and it's this, you're, and they had said before, you know, you're being seen, you're being counted. And this is very much what the book of Numbers was about. So here in the numbers of today, all endings, beginnings, change, and then 14 in the middle. And in the in the uh, hexagram 14 is great possessing. And it says, Tayu is formed when fire moves over heaven. The idea of mental clarity or the sun in the sky shows its auspiciousness in describing your current condition. The sun sustains life. And if we rise like the sun, we need only activate our hidden powers of expansion. Pardon me, like the sun, by simply being, we set off a chain reaction of abundance. Obstacles disappear because of the hidden influence of breakthrough. We cultivate the seeds planted in the dark of winter that break through the soil of difficulty and emerge stronger and wiser. This is great possessing. Perhaps we learn to play the guest of life and not strive so much to fight against what can never be. Where the underlining cause of union was a time of joining and partnerships, great possessing is a time when our star shines. Our sun is rising as an individual. Life has offered you its greatest gift, the power to shine with an inner certainty that need not be defended. Strength and clarity unite And you can move forward in the knowledge that grace is your teacher and power is merely aligning your will with the way, not our way, not some way, but the way. The message can be about wealth, success, or just a sense of knowing you have arrived. And so in the beauty of this, and then they brought me to the autumnal equinox, which of course is coming up next Wednesday. And I heard the great harvest and it's time. And this harks back to where Katia was speaking at the beginning of, and and you just said this, Matt, at the end, where this time of there are those that are ready to advance. There are those that are open and they are expansive and they are willing to see themselves, each other, the unity, the individuality, the commonality, and yet still shine, still rise up and shine. And there are those that are clinging to the past. They are those like the gentleman in Katia's story and like the function of the kidneys. (laughs) There are those things that are to be um, released, you know, to, and that was very interesting with with, um, Kelly's, beautiful meditation and, and peace with that. It was about what I heard was release, let, let go. And so it's a very powerful message for everybody listening is as we look at all of this, our, our history and our individual lives, our collective release, let go, purge what no longer serves you. And then in this moment of great possessing in this great harvest, 
receive. And they showed me the beauty, you know, in the, in the uh, early days of the Americas and everything, you would see the women in their long, in their kind of long gowns with the long aprons, and they would go out to the gardens into the fields and they would pull, they would, they would pick and collect the harvest and it would be pulled up and held in the, in the full of their apron. And it's like, this is the image of what's on offer is our harvest. It's that time. And the last thing they left me with was picking up the pieces of the past, the harvest. It's like the best of the best. It's like picking up those pieces, those, that which we wish to carry forward, the purity of that, so as to begin anew, repurpose, replant, refresh, begin anew. So there's this whole theme here of releasing the past, cleansing, purifying. Are you, are you open and willing to hear and receive? Do you have eyes to see and ears to hear? Do you have all these things? Are you open to them? And if so, you are going to stand in not only a single great possessing, 14, but there's double 14s in the middle. So it's it's this kind of boom, double boom. You know, there's it's not just one scoop, it's two of great possessing, of allowing this kind of new beginning um, to occur, to permeate to permeate us. It's going to happen, period. It's just to what degree are you open to receiving that that grace, that bounty, that goodness? That's what I have. That was wonderful, James. I think it summed up really beautifully everything that you know has really come out of the out of the session. Um, it's so good to be back. Um, you can't see if you're in the audience, but we are on Zoom as well, you know, and it's, we've never done it before. So it's, it's, and it really adds an extra dimension for us to be able to, you know, bounce off each other as well. So I've absolutely loved um, being back and just, wow, so many wonderful inputs. I feel like I've moved forward, you know, up, a, you know, in Snakes and Matters, when you go up a ladder, you get that boost. I feel like I've just gone up a ladder. So um, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Um, we will um, be putting out the podcast recording. If there's anybody that, you know, you want to shoot it off to or you think it would be useful for, um, it will be out um, on our social media and on podcast very soon. Uh, you may see in the audience um, our friend Nicole, who will be here with us next week, and she will be putting the podcast recording together for us. So thank you for tuning into the Cosmic Collaboration. And you can tune into the recordings and our podcast uh, of the show by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube under the Cosmic Collaboration. And you can follow us on all the socials and then please subscribe to the podcast and you can like, comment and share if you feel inclined. Thank you for listening, everybody. And I will see you all in the same place next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for tuning in the Cosmic Collaboration Podcast. Follow us on all the socials. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast and like, comment and share if you feel inclined to. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.